Welcome to the Women on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Sam Saperstein. This week, we're continuing our founder feature, highlighting a founder who participated in the Techstars Founder Catalyst program that we've sponsored since 2021. During the program, these women focus on refining their business models, honing their pitches, and building a network to take their businesses to the next level. This episode features Paula Ilonze, founder of Chilon Industries. We hear about her journey in building a company that designs innovative hair tools and what her plans are for the future. She's found a way to serve women with textured hair, which is a big market, and hopes to launch her first product next year. Paula, thank you so much for joining us on the Women on the Move podcast. It's great to have you on. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. So let's start with understanding more about your business. Tell us about your business, what you offer, and really what problem you are trying to solve. Chilon Industries makes hair tools for textured hair. We design hair tools for efficiently styling kinks and curls. And some people might not know exactly what falls under the category of textured hair. That could be wavy, curly, kinky, coily, all of the above. It could even be straight but dense. Depends on each person's hair type. And statistics now say that 65% of the U.S. population has textured hair. So it's a big subset. And a lot of the times there are not the right tools out there to help take care of that hair type. Our first product is the Curly's Brush, which is a product dispensing hairbrush. You can put in your favorite viscous products like gels, creams, and conditioners into the back of the brush and then evenly dispense onto the hair while brushing. That's amazing. I don't think I've seen that ever in the market. It's not out there, which was really surprising because every time I'm pitching it, everyone's like, wow, I need that. That's amazing. And I came up with it because it was a problem that I had when I first went natural in 2016 and I stopped chemically straightening my hair. So that's what going natural means. And I remember I was using a Conair brush and I really liked it. It's a good detangling brush. It was one of those vent brushes. So I think I had product in my hair, but it just, for some reason, I didn't put the product in evenly. I didn't dispense it evenly. So I was like brushing through my hair and it was really painful. And I'm just like, I feel like this would be easier if a product was coming out while brushing it, like it would just glide through more easily. I was like, why isn't there something like that out there? That's not when I started creating it, but that's when I planted the seed. And I knew that if I didn't see it in the next few years, I was going to be the one to make it. So tell us how a brush dispensing product works better. It's more even, or how does it work better than what's out there now? And how did you actually manufacture that? A key part in textured hair styling is even product distribution. No matter what kind of hair type you have, you usually have to put some type of styling product in. It's usually a lengthy process. Most naturalistas, as I call myself and a lot of other people call themselves, is that it's a lengthy styling process. So it's like you might use between two and five products. You're raking through products or doing the praying method, just somehow distributing the products with your hands. And then you still typically use a styling tool to further help distribute that product. So this brush that I've been creating, it streamlines the process. One, making your hands less messy because it's annoying when you're doing your hair for a couple hours and then you want to do something else and they're covered in goop and you got to wash in between each application. So it helps eliminate mess on your hands. And then it also shortens the time because one of my main target demographics are for women who are busy, on the go, don't have time to spend hours doing their hair. And then also parents of young children with curly hair who are always trying to run away <laughs> from getting their hair done. If you can cut down a step where you don't have to put the product and then they've already run away before you brush it through, you can just be like, hey, sit down for a second. I'm just going to put this in your hair and then boom, you're done. Oh, I love that. How did you get the product in a brush? Was that a difficult problem to solve? 
Oh, extremely difficult. I didn't even know how difficult. I'm still kind of in the process. So I have working prototype, thankfully, and it's taken a while to get to that point. I didn't know what all goes into creating a product from scratch, from your brain to your hand. <laughs> requires an extreme amount of technical expertise, which I don't have that engineering background. So I've had to work with several freelancers and product designers and then even brush companies make simple brushes. It's a single purpose, a single functioning brush. They don't know how to make a new technology. So I've been having to find specialized engineers for hairbrushes and also trying to find people who can do it for me at a much lower cost than a bigger company could. So it's been really hard and I'm still working my way through that. We are not on the market yet, but we hopefully will be on the market early next year. So fingers crossed. That's pretty soon. Tell us about that aha moment where you found the breakthrough and you were able to do this, to make the brush that had the product that worked the way you wanted to. What was that feeling like that you finally got there and did it take several iterations before you made it? I started making 3D models with designers in mid 2019 and it took several iterations. I think I have about 20 iterations of just the 3D printed model drawings and then the actual printed prototypes had about four trial and error because when it comes to manufacturing a piece, you can get it to work, but you want to get it to work in the best way for the user. Because that's also key in creating a product is that it's actually makes sense <laughs> to use it. It actually makes it easier for the user to use. Also cheaper for me, the creator, as far as parts, you don't want to make it something that has a battery or 10 parts that need to be assembled versus four. So it's just a matter of complexity and it's taken a while. So you mentioned your target audience are the naturalistas. I love that word. Did you demo this with them? Did you put this in their hands to see how they would use it? And what was their feedback? They were like, whoa, like, of course, they're mind blown. This is amazing. So I did a focus group in LA last year where I gathered together a group of textured hair girlies who were interested in the products and they gave great feedback. They gave use case scenarios. I can imagine me using this in the shower with my conditioners. And some people said, this is great for my kids. Some people said, oh, I would use this on my pet. I mean, there's like all kinds of extension opportunities right there. Exactly. So you always find another market when you're targeting one, there's always another hidden market that's like, oh, this is perfect. So everyone that I've spoken to is really looking forward to it. And I just can't wait to get it in their hands. So as you think about rolling this out and building the business, what does success look like for you? Success would look like, for one, of course, launching, but then partnerships. I want my company to become one of the greats in textured hair. So in the beginning, I would call myself the Conair for textured hair. You know how huge Conair is. So I definitely want to get to that point where we're making all kinds of hair tools that are completely different from what's on the market. Just innovation left and right. That's where I envision Chilon Industries. And then also partnering with bigger brands to create product pods that can go into the brush so that you don't have to load in your own. So you'd love to be able to have other brands help you make pods of their products to put in the brush. Are you ambitious? Would you describe yourself as ambitious? And if so, what are your ambitions? Absolutely. I am really a dreamer. And I think it came from one personality. My parents are both really hardworking, but also I was an avid reader growing up and my mind is in Technicolor all the time. Like I'm always dreaming about where I see myself and the life I want to live and all that. So I'm really ambitious. And some people might even, until they see me achieve it, they think, oh, that's not realistic. I dream big. And when you are ambitious, it's sometimes hard to see what you've done as accomplishment because you're like, oh, I still want to be here, here, and here. I measure 
major success in that you've been able to inspire others. That's how I gauge how am I doing. That may or may not be a good thing, but I love when people say, oh, you inspired me to do this, or you are always doing great work and I look up to you, or you made me want to look into doing this, or I wanted to pursue my own dreams because I saw you doing this. I look forward to helping others and making other people dream big too, because you don't want to be the only one who's at a certain level. You want everyone to be up there with you. That's great. I think your enthusiasm alone will make you very successful in that. So we got to know you through a program that we work on with Techstars, the Techstars Founder Catalyst Program. And so I'm interested in learning about your experience there and what benefits that you really derived from working with Techstars and JP Morgan. First and foremost, the program was very robust in the different curriculums that they had set up. I really enjoyed, for one, the speakers that they brought because they were all people who were really accomplished in business or whether it was with their own business or working in amazing organizations. I feel like the strongest takeaway, because I've been in a couple of other business programs before, and I was like, oh, I kind of always left it like, eh, I don't know. Like, I could have done without that probably. But this one, the biggest takeaway was the other participants. They really chose the best of the best. And in fact, it was in a situation where I felt like I wasn't even up par with the other people in the program. And that was great for me because they were actually able to guide me or advise me, or even if it's not about like what they could do for me, it was inspiring for me to see their wins because we would have Wednesday. So everyone would be saying, oh, so today I did this with my business and, or I got this callback from an investor or I onboarded this employee. And also they're just really helpful, really resourceful. Let me connect you with this person. Throughout the whole program, we had different founders pitching every week because that was one of the main proponents of the program is that we had to refine our pitches. And the pitches that we were encouraged to, of course, talk about our accomplishments in our business and the pitches. And I was always blown away like, oh my God, I can't believe you've done this. That's awesome. It was just really encouraging and inspiring. So I think that the standard was much higher in this program than in previous ones. So that's what I really appreciated about it. And of course, the network is something you take away with you forever. So we're really happy about that and really pleased that you found that so compelling. So what's next for your business? I think you said the launch next year of the products. What do you hope to accomplish after that? What would the whole 2024 look like for you in terms of what you want to achieve? First, the goal is always fundraising. That is important for any small business. Then two, in 2024, I look forward to growth to scaling, of course. So that would look like being in a beauty subscription box. Getting into a store. I know retail readiness is a whole different ball game. Everyone always talks about how difficult it is for small businesses to keep up with the demands of retail, but I would like to get into at least a local store end of next year, one that I can keep up with the supply. And also I have some promising leads with a big salon distributor. That would be awesome if I was able to get distributed into hair salons. And then my own hair salon, they're interested as well. (laughs) That's another avenue. That would be just one salon. But then the salon distributor get me internationally and nationally. So that would be awesome. We'll look forward to seeing your progress, Paula, and everything that Chilon does. So congratulations on getting to this point. And what's a good way for people to follow you and make sure that they can keep tabs on what you're doing? Our business Instagram, Chilon Industries. So that is C-H-I-L-O-N Industries. And the website, ChiloneIndustries.com. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to speak with you. We can't wait to see what happens next. Thank you so much. It was great speaking with you too.
Thank you for listening to our founder feature with Paula Ilonze. I love how she measures success by how she's able to inspire others. We're so excited to see her journey unfold as she plans to head to market next year. You can find out more about her business on Instagram at Chilon Industries. The mission of Women on the Move is to help women in their professional and personal lives. Our goal is to introduce you to people with great ideas, inspiring stories, and a passion to make a difference. To learn more about Women on the Move and listen to the full library of this podcast, please visit jpmorganchase.com slash W-O-T-M. For JPMorgan Chase's Women on the Move, I'm Sam Saperstein. JPMorgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC.